0: Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Golden Knights, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is officially Friday at the time that I am recording this, 12 01 a.m., which means it is Friday, which means that's good news. The bad news is is that I just got home from T Mobile Arena after watching the Vegas Golden Knights choke a two goal lead in the third period and lose 5 4 in overtime. To the Montreal Canadiens, as October is officially in the books, the Golden Knights uh, eight five and one. I guess you can accept that uh, should be nine and five for all intents and purposes. But in any event, the Golden Knights do lose again at home and drop to eight five and one. On the season. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SP Nation's Nights on Ice, and we will dive into this game in a little bit. But the usual housekeeping items that we uh, that we tend to touch on before we start this podcast every day. uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are more than likely on there. Uh, If you are an Apple podcast, please feel free to leave us a review and a rating. Uh, Any bit of feedback, comments, whatever you may have about this podcast is always tailored toward making this podcast better, making me a better host, making this podcast better. And uh, any feedback you may have, good, bad or indifferent, is always welcome. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And emails are also welcome at LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So the Vegas Golden Knights. I guess you can say it was an OK October, uh, given the fact that they played 12, 13 games without Nate Schmidt, without Alex Tuck. Uh, the fact that they were able to essentially win the same number of games that they won in the first what, 13 this time around, compared to how many they won last year when Schmidt was gone for 20 games with his PED suspension, You could say, for lack of a better term, that it was a pretty okay month. However, if you dissect it uh, with a fine-tooth comb and realize that the Golden Knights have played eight games at home, six on the road, and really should have gotten more points than now you can say the 17 out of 28 that they've gotten, there's room for conversation, there's room for debate, as far as that goes, the Golden Knights on Halloween, uh, they got tricked. They got tricked. Uh, no treats for the Montreal Canadiens. They were leading four to two in the third period with, I believe, it was about twelve minutes to go, with twelve oh one to go. Mark Stone scores a goal. Vegas takes a four two lead. This is literally three minutes and thirty eight seconds after Cody Glass put the Golden Knights ahead. Three to two in the third period. Stone puts them up four to two, and all Vegas has to do is clamp down, not let any fluky plays get behind them, and they can go into November with nine wins and eighteen points, and everything is probably Dory. However, that did not happen. It had a lot of the same shades as the last time the Canadians came to T-Mobile Arena, which was last December. If you'll recall, in that game, the Golden Knights pretty much lost to Philip Deneau, uh by via hat trick, and then uh, I believe it was Paul Byron scored the winning goal in overtime to win four to three. This situation would be no different for the Golden Knights. Up four to two at seven fifty nine of the third, old buddy Tomas Tatar scores. Uh, I I guess you want to say it deflected off his fist. I don't know if he necessarily punched it in or if he essentially just, you know, it went off his fist and luck went his way. That's I guess what we're going to call that. Uh 13:33 Tatar scores. It's 4-3. And then at 18:02 one day removed from playing his 500th game in the NHL, Brendan Gallagher with the the goal that goes off his skate, then goes off Braden McNabb's skate, and then goes in past Flurry, And it is 4-4, four four, just like that. And all it took in overtime was 26 seconds. Max Domi, on the very first shift of overtime, beats Marc-Andre Fleury in the 5-hole. The puck got a little bit loose, but he was able to put it through. And the Montreal Canadiens... Defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-4 to four to end a tumultuous month of October for the Golden Knights. This is a game where you go, okay, they got the point. And now in any sense in hockey, if you get at least a point, you feel pretty good about yourself. I am of the mindset that if you have a two-goal lead, you should not be letting these things happen. And Gerard Gallant said after the game that it was based on a couple of bounces of puck luck that allowed Montreal to get back into this game. But nevertheless, puck luck or not, the Golden Knights should not have lost this game. And I feel like that this has been a theme for the better part of fourteen games. Yes, they have been able to take care of business against the Pacific Division. They've been able to uh, hold serve on home ice, at least against those teams. But we are now entering the end. We are now entering November with the Golden Knights at four, three, and one at home through eight games. That is. I still believe that is the most unacceptable aspect of this entire start to the season for the Golden Knights in a Pacific Division where it is so crowded and you have the luxury of playing 8 games at home to start the season and you are only able to get a possible you're only able to get a what 9 points out of a possible 16 that is unacceptable And this was the icing on the cake for the Golden Knights to have officially. This was not the best game to showcase your full strength. You're you're finally at full strength. Nate Schmidt is back. Alex Tuck is back. They both made their returns to the lineup. By the way, Alex Tuck scored a goal in his return to the lineup uh, in the first period to give the Golden Knights a 2 1 lead. That was assisted by Nate Schmidt. Who also had a good five shots on goal in 20 plus minutes of action in his first game since the season opener? So you're finally at full strength for the best, for the better part of a couple periods, you look really good, and then it just collapses. Now, again, I've said it before and I've said it again. This is why they play 82 games. This is why they have an 82-game schedule. If this was in February or March, though, we would be having some questions. We would be having some concerns. The fact that the Golden Knights are not that far off in the top, in the top order of the Pacific Division uh, is a very good sign. The fact that they've been able to keep pace with Edmonton, the fact that they've been able to stay foot and foot with uh, Arizona and Vancouver and the likes... It is good because now that they're at full strength, you should expect them to play better. and this is a game where you should have expected the Golden Knights to win. But it go there's a big difference between playing against the team. and I'm not saying Montreal's bad. They, they don't have a lot of superstar power, but they're a fast team. They capitalize on a lot of opportunities as evidence of tonight. But the fact that the Canadians were on a second leg of a back-to-back, they had just gotten done beating the Coyotes on Wednesday night, they come back one night later against a Vegas team that had not played since Sunday, and they give up five goals and lose after allowing two in the span of 6 That's not a good look. And we can point to... A lot. I, you can point to puck luck if you want. That's fine. A couple bounces here and there, and maybe we're talking a different game. You can talk about how bad the defense as a whole looked from that standpoint. I mean, the the Jonathan Druin goal in the uh, second period was just bad. The fact that Druin was all alone to Flurry's uh, – to the right side of the ice and was facing Flurry all alone, all he had to do was get by him, and then Brady McNabb inadvertently tipped the puck in with his stick – that that's bad that that's not that's not golden knights hockey that's not something that the fans are used to and we're here now what four thirteen, fourteen 13 14 games in and it feels like the golden knights take one step forward and two steps back and as jonathan marshall alluded to after the game you know what? I think it, he would echo the sentiments of a lot of people right now. It is unacceptable on the Golden Knights' part. Awesome. Overtime, how does that uh, settle It's unacceptable for us. They were' not back-to-back, and we laid off in the second in the third period, and that's not enough, not good enough for us. How come it happens? There's no reason. There's no excuses. We just weren't good enough defensively. Over five goals for our team is not enough we can't give up five goals we're not there for flower we're not there for a defenseman and uh, it's uh, it's not it's not good enough for us there are sort of uh, you know, different examples Anaheim was uh, an example of you guys doing a lot of really good things and then there were moments tonight but obviously the uh, you know, third period collapses well that's the same problem we had all year you know it's for consistency we're not consistent and uh that's why our record is not that good. Is the lack of consistency the same types of problems, or is it different things as it goes on? No, it's the same thing. There's no excuses. The game is 60 minutes, and uh, we're not good enough again tonight. So let's get you caught up to speed on the rest of the happenings of the game because the 4-2 lead for Vegas was really was really all we needed to know. The fact that the Golden Knights blew a 4-2 lead in the third period, in the second half of the third period, nonetheless, is all we really need to know. But there is some decent good news, I guess you can say. I mean, William Carlson scored for the third straight game, an actual goal uh, for the is is uh, three goals in three games now for Carlson. Uh, scored it to tie the game at 1-1 after Philip Deneau, once again, who, by the way, had a hat trick in the last time that Montreal came to uh, came to Vegas. He had a hat trick he scores a goal again. So it was four goals in two games for DeNoe, and then as we alluded to, Alex Tuck in 1936 tied the game or gave Vegas the lead two to one, and then the Drewen goal at 9:40 the second period tied at two to two before Cody Glass scored his uh, I believe will be third goal of the year. I, I I've actually lost count to be honest with you. It is third goal of the year for Cody Glass to give him uh, the lead of 4:21, and then Mark Stone at 7:59 to give it four to two. The assist on Mark Stone's goal was from Max Pacioretty, that was the 500th point of his NHL career, far and behold, or lo and behold, against his former team, which he was the captain for, for a number of years, and then Tatar, Gallagher, Domi, goodnight Irene, we are done with this game. So now the Golden Knights have to find a way to end this homestand on a brighter note, because... The Winnipeg Jets will be in town on Saturday. This is a game where, although Winnipeg is slow out of the gates right now in the Central Division, they are still loaded with talent, and this could be the way that things have been going. This would be a game that you look at how Vegas has played where Winnipeg could put up four or five goals, depending on the situation. Um. Again, I don't think it was uh it was another game where it wasn't Marc Andre Fleury's fault. He made I believe it was twenty-five saves. He did make twenty-five saves on the night, gives up the five goals, but I mean you can't really fault him for really any of the goals. I mean, a lot of it was defensive breakdowns, puck luck, I mean, you know, a couple bounces here and there that went that went Montreal's way. It, it is what it is. Um But you can't really blame this on Flurry. He's been literally carrying this team for the better part of, of a month now. He's literally had to carry this team like a lifeless corpse that really is looking like it's playing uninspired hockey through 14 games and is bringing them to at least give them a chance to get a point or two and this is really, what, the second or third game where Flurry has had to step up and steal a game. And you know what? That's good for February, March. You don't really need all that much in October. I mean, this team has obviously been dealing with some injuries. They've been dealing with the lack of depth. But there's no reason why that they should be 8-5-1 and one right now. This team should be much better. And I don't know if it's because the Golden Knights have been spoiling everybody for the better part of two years and how they should be winning almost every game that they play in. But even if you take into account just the loss, you can even chalk up the Boston and the Nashville losses and call it what it is. But the Golden Knights should not be 8-5-1 and one right now. They should have at least 9 or 10 wins. Uh, they definitely should have had nine wins tonight if they didn't blow this game and they they should be in a much better position than they are right now the fact that they're fit their four three and one at home through eight games tells me that right now as it stands T-mobile arena is not a top-notch home ice advantage anymore at least at least not as what it used to be I mean I, I as I touched on yesterday they were 15 three and three. Before they lost their fourth regulation, uh, their loss for the fourth time in regulation uh, at home, which was, I believe, January tenth against San Jose. They are not playing well at home, and now it's getting to the point where you look at the Golden Knights' schedule coming up in November, starting on Saturday against Winnipeg, and you have to wonder what can Vegas. Can Vegas do well with only six home games in November? I mean, I mean, let's go ahead and take a look at the schedule right now. I mean, they're on a four game road trip uh, with Columbus, Toronto, Washington, Detroit. If I had to guess right now, I think Vegas could split that. I think they could beat Columbus. I don't know if they can beat Toronto. Washington is always a toss-up, but it'll be in Washington, so I don't think they'll win that one. And then Detroit, uh, a young team that can give uh, give them some trouble. Um, so I don't know. You, you're looking at a two and two split right there. They come home on the 13th, play Chicago. You could probably steal a win there. I mean, again, you've never lost to Chicago. That, that's much as a possibility. Then on the road in L.A. for a second time uh, on the 16th, and then a back-to-back against the Flames on the 17th. It's a 1 o'clock start against the Kings, and then a 4 o'clock start against Calgary. I am going to make a guess that Malcolm Subban will play one of those games. And Malcolm Subban, having only played one period this year, I I would like to think he's well rested, but I think it would be better off playing him in L.A. and then playing Flurry in Calgary. That's just the thought. I I don't I I don't know what would go through the mind of Dave Pryor, the the, the mind of Gerard Lang going into that back to back. So I would venture to guess that there that would be a split. If Vegas were able to win both of those games cuz it's not if they were able to win both of those games I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be absolutely fantastic and it's kind of it's kind of the flip of the script with between Calgary and LA back to back in this month. But then Vegas then plays three straight at home Toronto again could be another loss. Toronto is good. I mean they're not Toronto's kind of underwhelming right now, but Toronto's good. And right now, Toronto would beat Vegas both of those matchups. And Vegas has never beaten Toronto in Toronto. And then when Toronto came here last year, they got smoked. Vegas got smoked. So, I mean, there's could be another loss there. San Jose at home on the 21st. <coughs> Excuse me. San Jose on the 21st. If San Jose keeps at this pace, that could be a win. And then Edmonton on the 23rd at home. I don't know. It it totally depends on how Edmonton is viewed by this point. But Edmonton, no matter what we say about them, Edmonton is still first in the Pacific. So until further notice, they're still the team to beat right now. Uh, So... I don't know. I mean, let's count that up. I have a two and two split there. I'll say three and two against Chicago. Uh, we'll go four and three the split with LA and Calgary. Four and four against Toronto. Five and four, and right now I would say five and five against Edmonton. And already we're talking what two home losses out of five? So three and two at home. That's still unacceptable. And then. To close out the week of Thanksgiving, Dallas on the road, Nashville on the road, and then Arizona. Dallas, I don't know. I, I'll venture to guess Dallas will uh, lose that game. so we'll go six and five. Nashville, if anything compared to if anything of last game is of any indication, Nashville would probably win that game. And then Arizona at home, Afternoon start, maybe a win. So we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. was that? 14 games. 4, 7, 11, 14 games this month. And I didn't even count the Winnipeg game. Right now, I would say, God. You know what? I'd probably say that Vegas might beat Winnipeg just because they're probably going to be pissed off at how the, the Montreal game went. So final tally: one, two, two and one, two and two, three and two, four and two. Oh wait! So I, I, I'm probably hovering around five hundred. If I can go back and count it how I did, uh, I probably hovered around five hundred in the month of November. Just given how October went, you still need to integrate Schmidt and Tuck back into the lineup at full strength, and then go from there. Now, the good news here is this. The third line looked fantastic tonight. The integration of Alex Tuck with Cody Squared was fantastic. Tuck obviously scoring the goal, Glass scoring a goal, Eakin getting two assists on the night. That third line has been missing something, and we've been saying it since he uh, got injured in the preseason game against the Kings on the 27th. The thing that they've been missing is Alex Tuck. And by God, that third line looked impressive. If they can keep that up, that is going to help Vegas a ton. Now, Nate Schmidt, I think it's a matter of shaking off the rust. The fact that he looked okay in stints and still looked a little bit hesitant a little bit, and especially in all three zones, I would venture to guess that he's going to need a little bit more time than Tuck to get acclimated and get back into the lineup because... We, we've talked before about this, the struggles of maybe, you know, it could be easier to change the lines in a game. And I think Gerard Gallant uh, kind of went off this a couple weeks ago. It, it's much easier to change the lines in hockey than it is to change the D pairs. And when you're talking about trying to integrate a defenseman into a lineup, it, it th- there's a lot of an adjustment period. It, it's just like how Nick Hague and Jake Bischoff played, right? It, it takes a little while. To integrate that skill set. And especially with your defenseman, you're on the ice longer and you're on the ice for extra shifts, especially if you're on the power player or on the PK, there's much more time added to your daily dosage of work than there would say a forward who plays about 17, 18 minutes a night. In the case of in the case of Vegas, it would be your, you know, your top line forwards being at that time. But Schmidt, it's going to take him a little bit and he, he as we uh, as we heard yesterday when we heard from Schmidt in his first interview since coming up on IR you know he after what was it after monday's practice he was huffing and puffing you know it's a whole thing with conditioning it's it's all about conditioning it's all about getting back on track with schmidt cuz when you're off your, I, I can only imagine when you're off your feet for you know almost a month like like schmidt was it takes a little bit just to even get your legs back. And I mean, there were, there were some stints where Schmidt looked really good. I mean, he was in the power play unit The he was actually, I was shocked to see Schmidt on the, uh, the line with Stasny, uh, stone, Patcheretti, and glass on the power play. I didn't think that was the thing that was going to happen, but it looks like Schmidt will be the primary defenseman there. And then Theodore got moved to the Carlson line and that power play unit got going with tuck back there that that power play unit looked fantastic i think they only had one or two uh, power plays on the night but they looked really good and it just all it took was just adding those guys back into the lineup vegas only had one power play but the one power play they had it looked really good Uh, so schmidt it is going to take him a little back a little bit just to get back and maybe that's the good thing is that they were able to get a point point. By essentially changing their lineup for the what probably the fourth or fifth time they've had to change their lineup this year, and now you're finally at full strength. Your two of your most important players are back. They played very well in this game, and then maybe that's all you need, and you just need to tighten up the things here and there in the defensive zone to make sure that the puck doesn't bounce the opposite way. There, there is that aspect too. So I would venture to guess that. I have them at what, maybe eight and six, in the month of November. If if I even go back and check check it again, I think I have Vegas at right now eight and six. That's, I mean, we're talking another twenty eight possible points. That's sixteen of a possible twenty eight. Probably not the situation you'd want to be in after a month where you know where you know you left a lot of points on the board. But if if my starting point is eight and six, that could easily go to n- what nine and five, uh, you know, ten and four, or ten three and one. I mean, it, it, there's a possibility that could go up. That could be a lot better than a nine and five stint, which I give them. But right now, I would say, given the current state of this team, and given the current state of how they played in the month of October. I'm not as fully convinced that they could be any better than eight and six right now. And, and again, that stretch where they have the four, where they have the five home games in out of six, maybe that's where they turn it around because you got you got three division games in that stretch. You have four division games in six games, starting with LA and then Calgary, San Jose and Edmonton. So obviously, they're going to be up for those division games, and they might very much win those games. I mean, the Kings are not great. The Flames are kind of him-ha. It, they, by the way, the Flames coming back from, what was it, 4-1 down in Nashville to win that game, that goal by Matthew Kachuk was awesome. Holy hell, that was ridiculous. Um, but anyway, I mean, 8-6 and six starting point, I guess, is okay. You can maybe squeeze in a few points here and there, maybe an extra two points if they go into overtime and they lose. That might work in their favor too. But I think eight and six is a fair starting point to look in November and go that's where I think, uh, that's where I think their starting point would be. So the Golden Knights will be back on the ice uh, on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets, a Western Conference final rematch from 2017, 2018, I should say. And obviously with Winnipeg, their talent at, at the top is still very good. It's very dangerous. They can go off at any time, which is why Vegas needs to be very wary, even though Winnipeg isn't really the, the world beaters that they usually are right now. they got to be ready to go because Winnipeg is, can score from any point, and if there are any lapses in coverage or any lapses in uh, defensive uh, defensive assignments, this could be a long day for Vegas. So they need to be ready to go seven o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, since this is today's Friday's episode, episode, uh, we'll be back. I'm going to say we'll be back Sunday for now. We might have to push that for Monday because Vegas will be on the road in Columbus for the game on Tuesday. So I'm thinking we might push the Winnipeg reaction to Monday, kind of give us an entire weekend to kind of stew over, uh, Montreal and then if Winnipeg just happens to be the wake-up call that Vegas needs then we'll 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 kind of reconvene uh with that so that's our plan for right now going into the week obviously with four road games where we got a lot of time to kind of fill the week with a bunch of different things but I think uh I think uh, this is going to be an important month for Vegas if they stay healthy and uh again eight and six good starting point if they can win a few more games here and there, I I think that they're going to be in pretty good shape uh, going forward. But again, they they've got to take care of business against these division teams, and uh, this East Coast road trip they're they're on in the first week of November is going to be a doozy, especially against Toronto and Washington. That's going to be that's going to be one heck of a uh, it's going to be one heck of an event there. Uh, but that is gonna do it for us everybody uh, I obviously not a uh, not a happy episode if you're a golden Knights fan to see that game unfold the way that it did to lose five to four when you had a two goal lead and all you had to do was clamp down defensively and make a couple of plays here and there maybe score another insurance goal which they had the possibility to do that but to lose five to four the way that they did against Montreal man that was a uh, that, that was a sucky way to lose. And I know the gold Knights fans are not very happy with how that ended and they got a point out of it, but you, you'd you like to see them at least play better at home to this point. So we'll be back either Sunday or Monday, you know, keep us locked on pun intended uh, with, uh, with this podcast and see when we're going on. Well, I'm pretty sure I'll make an announcement on Twitter at some point to say if we are going to come back Sunday or Monday, but um That is going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It is 1230 in the morning. Uh, It is probably time for me to get some sleep, but it's probably time for you all to start your days. So have a good uh, Friday. Have a good end to your week. We will be back to talk about the Winnipeg game and get you ready for this upcoming road trip for the Golden Knights. So thank you, everybody. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we'll see you later. Have a good weekend.